0: This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support.
1: This is Esther Eckhart from EckhartYoga.com and you're listening to the Run, Eat and Drink podcast.
2: Hey, welcome to episode 186 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm
1: your co-host, Dana.
2: Welcome to our show. We're glad you're tuning in wherever you are.
1: Whatever you're doing.
2: And this is a, a bit of a, a home-based episode this this week.
1: Sometimes you got to bring it back home, you know, because yeah. we haven't had enough time at home over the last 24 months. <laughs> So, you know, I thought we'd change it up a little bit and we're not really going anywhere. Oh, no, wait, (laughs) that's wrong. I got that whole thing wrong.
2: Well, I mean, we would have been in Key West earlier this month, but.
1: We were. Our plan was to do, I always get them confused, a race down in Key West.
2: The Conk Republic 10K. Thank you. Is what we were supposed to do and they canceled. They
1: canceled it. Mm-hmm. So we were scrambling trying to find one that was going to fit into our schedules and then of course, you know, you had a little bit of a career change, mm-hmm. major life event, mm-hmm. uh qualifying life event if you're, you know, talking to somebody in, you know, benefits. <laughs> so you've been having to get readjusted to like the 9 to 5 life. Yeah. Or more like the 7 to 4 life. But yeah, you know, like yeah. a, a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot of adjustment. And we just weren't able to find a replacement race for right. the Conquer Public 10K. So this is a training week for us.
2: It is. So, and in two short weeks, I believe, uh, or thereabouts, we will be headed to the first run Disney race to be held live since
1: 2019.
2: Well, we traveled in 2019. The last one they had was Princess in 2020.
1: Oh, you're right. That's right. Princess was the very last. And it was like the gate closed right behind. bam. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. hmm Wow.
2: So we'll be headed to the world to Wine and Dine Race Weekend to... Food and wine festival, and yeah. all the things. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, being able to cover a Disney race in the uh, post pandemic era to see, you know, mm-hmm. how it's changed, what's different, what's the same, what's the overall experience going to be like so we're gonna have a lot to bring you guys on that episode but you know we are preparing for that we're taking steps Mm -hmm. to prepare for that of course and that involves training i i was thinking about doing one of the metal chasers races this week but i'm like nope 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 i'm gonna hold off oh hold off a little bit okay mainly because i my long run wouldn't coincide with the right distance i mean it was a little bit longer i'd rather Mm -hmm. this is how weird i am okay I'd rather run a little bit longer to get to the 5K, like say it's a short run day, than to give myself credit for doing a 5K when my long run day is like a four miler or five miler. Okay. I don't know why. It's a thing. I'm weird.
2: (laughs) So if your long run was like six miles, you wouldn't do two of the 5 k virtuals or no, you no. would just do
1: it. I don't think so. I, I might do a 10 K at that point. <laughs> Cause then I would have to go to 6.22. <laughs> but if my long run was a seven, I don't think that I would do it. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Does anybody else under anybody out there understand what I'm saying and understand why, <laughs> why that makes, it makes perfect sense in my head.
2: Okay. I get it.
1: <laughs> It just does. It just of course you wouldn't do that. If you understand, let us know. Info at RunnyDrink.net. Tell me I'm not crazy. Info
2: at runnydrink.net. Or tell or me I'm
1: tell me I'm, you know, certifiable. That's okay too. And You
2: can tell him with a voicemail too at 941-677-2733. 941-677-2733
1: that's nine four one six seven seven two seven three three tell Dana he's nuts yeah that's okay <clears throat> I you know what I'll take it
2: we welcome messages of all
1: sorts <laughs> yes so on this week's episode <laughs> we are going to be talking about our training updates and we since we trained local we also ate and drank local
2: oh yes so it's a home-based episode like I was saying you know and uh,
1: you found our f- food option I did. And you were the, quite the explorer. So, thanks to you, we got to try this food option together. Mm. You had already done some recon.
2: Yes. And very happy with the results. So, from this is the, from life, the vegan
1: drive through. Of course, we're doing a vegan option this week because I am still in the midst of the 75 Hard Challenge, and I'm going to talk all about that in the training update. Yes, And then for the drink option, we went to a different location that happens to also be a vegan spot. However, we went and got a drink. I don't think we've ever covered this kind of drink on the show. No? No. Okay. I'm not going to give it away. Uh-huh. I don't think we've, e- I cannot recall off the top of my head us ever covering this type of drink on the show. Whatever okay. could that be? Stay tuned and find out. See how I'm building anticipation. I can see I'm that. drawing the audience I in.
2: see what you did Can there.
1: you all, are you all just on the edge of your seats know what kind of drink did they have? I hope you are. So. let's talk running shall we or training at least
2: let's do shout outs first oh that's even
1: better i forgot we do have shout outs
2: yeah because talk to me about shout outs listen
1: as i sip on my liquid death sparkling water i got this because the can is amazing and they have the funniest uh marketing campaign it's not a
2: sponsor not a sponsor
1: we uh, although we we drink we're human beings that drink water but no just very funny anyway carry on shout outs
2: shout outs to the Runcation Nation for accomplishing goals, incredible goals this week, actually. And we're going to start with Susie. Susie Beck, congratulations because you completed half marathons on back to back days in two separate states.
1: Yeah, Susie is living the Runcation lifestyle. Well done. I'm watching her posts in the Runcation Nation and on her timeline on Facebook. And when I say the Runcation Nation, of course, I mean our Facebook group, which, by the way, if you're listening and you're not a member, just search for it on Facebook and ask to join. We just Mm -hmm. want to make sure you're not a robot and we'll let you on in. Yeah. But... She's just back-to-back doing the travel thing and the run thing. and
2: She's trying to get those 50 states, and she had the opportunity to do, what, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, right? hmm And Iowa. Yeah. And incidentally, while we're talking about Iowa, Jeff Galloway made his first appearance back at a race, a live race, uh, since his heart-related incident— And Carissa and Jeff were actually live from the start,
1: doing a live stream of
2: that race.
1: Yeah, that was great.
2: And he sounded great.
1: He looked awesome. Hale and Hardy, and I I, and just to see him, and
2: so excited to be there.
1: Yeah, I I would have loved to have been at that race, and so would I. Gotten to see him and. You know, hear one of his talks and, oh, and yeah. get a picture because it's just phenomenal to see he, him. He is, you know, every and for those of you that don't know Jeff Galloway, you know, if, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know, you know him. He's America's coach. He's you know Olympian and he's the founder and, or creator of the Run Walk Run method that mm-hmm. we use. And you know, a few months ago, he had a pretty severe heart attack, and yeah, thankfully. He's in such an amazing shape from years of running, I'm sure, and great genetics and good and he had health. had he
2: great medical care and
1: amazing medical care. yeah, and he he made no bones about that. Oh, and uh, you know, to see him so back up and at it, I love it. We are so lucky that he is recovering
2: well and right there. So congratulations, Susie, and we're super jealous not only because you are living the best runcation nation life. yes. But you got to be at a race with Jeff Galloway, and we really hope to be very soon.
1: Indeed. Mm -hmm. But that's not all. You have additional uh, shout-outs to do.
2: Yes. Maria Miller, Jennifer Fink, a 50K. Each one of them completed a 50K. If I have my facts right from their social media posts, they... I, I can't even fathom doing that.
1: 50K and I believe it's a trail run.
2: And did you not see pictures of their hydration oh, in quotations station?
1: I believe that I said that was my idea of a hydration station. It may have had...
2: Screwball whiskey.
1: More than one option for adult beverage.
2: I'm sorry. I got ahead <laughs> of myself And then. You now know that I'm a fan of screwball whiskey which is peanut butter whiskey not a sponsor but a tasty treat
1: we've talked about actually using screw or screwball in a cocktail
2: oh yeah related to our canceled race which is key west right because there was
1: there's an amazing spot down there that does a peanut butter and jelly old-fashioned using screwball whiskey
2: shout out to caroline's other side Mm -hmm. so so yes you ladies maria Jennifer. Living your best lives. Congratulations for crushing your goals. And
1: again, watched, looked at their posts online, commented, you know, they both looked great, Mm -hmm. you know, and they were just so happy, you know, holding the medals. And, And I love that look of accomplishment. So do I. And I love the fact that they had their indulgence right there at the hydration station that they-
2: like Susie had a picture from her race uh from her first race i think it was the uh, post-race beverage was an ipa mm-hmm. but this you know us and we've talked about it there are some ipa citrus ipas that we love but maria jennifer oh, oh seriously you're yeah, just, wow. you're living it up doing it right
1: and fifty K, in case you're you're wondering, is uh thirty one point one miles. So thirty-one point one. So you are yeah. officially ultra marathoners. I mean That's amazing.
2: I and I, I think they were before.
1: Well, okay. Also uh, if yes.
2: They have achieved it again. I'm saying you've
1: achieved it yes, you've achieved the ultra status. At least one of status. them
2: has done it before. But
1: That's amazing.
2: At any rate, you know, we scour the social media channels and, and sometimes we miss things. So if there's a correction or if you would like to be added to our shout outs that we do at the top of every show, please email or call us.
1: Info at runeatdrink.net is the address or 941 677 2733. Leave us a voicemail. Shout yourself out. Let us know what we should be shouting you out about. If you've got somebody else in the Runcation Nation, we should be shouting out. Mm. Let us know.
2: Yes. We love to do it. We do. Now we can talk our running. Okay. Yeah. But.
1: So I see you have me listed here as going first. Yes.
2: I had to celebrate the peeps first.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, so here's my training update kind of dovetails a little bit into what I've been doing with the Galloway Couch to 10K program live streams I've been doing. Yeah. You know, um, a while back, right, you know, leading up to the Father's Day race in Tampa that we did uh, as a live stream, you know, I did the Couch to 5K program that Jeff Galloway does in partnership with Lolo Fit and Mm -hmm. with the Lolo app for Mm. iOS and Android. And what that did for a lot of people was to show them that you can use the run, walk, run method to do your very first 5K. You can really get great improvements in your time, even with short running intervals. And at the end of that, we put it out to everybody and said, you know, what would you like to see? Would you like to see the faster 5K program? So there are two options when you're using the app you can either do your first run or you can do the program that helps you develop your speed and get quicker Mm -hmm. everybody opted i I said do you want to see that or do Mm -hmm. you want to see the couch to 10k program and everybody said they wanted to see the couch to 10 K program or at yeah. least the overwhelming uh, number of votes that we got on the online poll. <laughs> so here we are doing the couch to 10 K program and it's very similar. You know, the Galloway method You know, relies on two short runs during the week and one long run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And during the week we're doing intervals for what we call, you know, the short run or the speed work day. Mm-hmm. And then the long run is on Saturday mornings and, that is the distance that's prescribed in the app. But that long run is purely designed to build your endurance for your total time on your feet and total distance you're going. Mm. So you actually don't have to run it at all. You can walk the entire thing, as we've heard Jeff say numerous times as he's counseled. About it too. And we've talked about it as well. Yeah. So. We've been cooking along, doing this uh, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, as weather permits. Because down here in Florida, we're still in the midst of hurricane season, technically.
2: Yeah, we've had some rain that has interrupted your training.
1: Yes, uh, so we've had to have the caveat, of course, that you know, weather permitting, we'll be doing it Tuesday nights, Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern.
2: And you like to do it outside, not on a treadmill, like inside. It's.
1: I. I uh, treadmill serves a purpose and that's if, if you can't get outside for safety reasons. And if it's just rain, I'm more than happy to run. Yeah. I don't know that I would put the, the f- camera on a gimbal and do it. I don't know how the gimbal would hold up in the rain. I know the phone would be fine. The, uh, but the lightning that we tend to get down here can be I, yeah. very prohibitive S-
2: safety first. Yes.
1: You know, so, What has happened, especially in week four, which was actually two weeks ago, we had uh, some delays due to technical issues as well as weather. So we had a week four redo. So basically we did week four twice. Redo. And this past week was week four. So we had two short runs during the week and a long run on the weekend. The long run was a four-mile uh, run on saturday morning yes or rather it turned into a four mile rather uh brisk coffee chat slash walk yes really i had intended to do fully intended to do you know about three mile walk and then intervals in the last mile but we got to chatting with members of the runcation nation popping in and out so much and we had a
2: it was a good time had a good
1: time and next thing you know i look down and i'm like oh we're almost done done yeah. So I guess we're not doing intervals today, but mm. I did have some really nice short runs during the week uh, for the training portion. There, mm-hmm. I was doing the the interval work was a 15 second run mm-hmm. with a 45 second walk period. So that's a and you one, really like that. That's a one to three ratio, which I'm really comfortable with. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that it gives you a good amount of. Rest time to get your, your blood oxygen back up, get rid of the CO2 in there, and to get that lactic acid out. Mm. I, I, I happen to like that one, but that's something that we've been building up to. So, for the first couple of weeks, we were doing 1050, mm-hmm. and then we moved to 1545. And starting this week, mm. we're going to 2040. So, 20 seconds running, 40 seconds walking, and as we record this episode, we did the first one of those runs mm. this week. Now, mm. uh, last week what we showed people was even running that 15.45 like that, we were getting a sub-15 minute per mile pace. Sub-15 minutes per mile.
2: That's great.
1: Today, we were still getting a sub-15 minutes per mile pace. We were almost, we were 14 minutes one second per mile. Wow. Wow. And that's doing 20 seconds running, 40 seconds walking. So showing people that you can get a really good result. Now, why are those times, like some people are probably saying, well, that's, you know, I want to run a nine-minute mile or whatever. This is building to that. Remember, this is a couch to 10K program.
2: And if you want to see what the recommended ratios are for a nine-minute mile, Jeff is constantly updating those recommendations in the training information on his website at jeffgalloway.com.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't put that behind a paywall. No. That's free. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there are a lot of resources on his website he doesn't charge you for. Now, he has some amazing resources that you can pay for. Yes. Yeah, he has an entire library of books that he's written over the years. Mm-hmm. And he also offers e-coaching services, and that leads us into your training update for the week.
2: Yes. You're not going to talk about your 75 Hard Challenge.
1: Oh, I guess I can. not The update on 75 Hard. I am still (laughs) in the midst of it. I am perpetually tired. Everything hurts, and I want to die. (laughs) That's your update. That's the update. No, I'm actually, uh, as we record today, I am 36 days in to my second attempt at the 75 hard challenge i should actually i could say my third attempt i was going to do it you know heading into the trip to tennessee and then we said this is silly don't do it so i stopped so I guess technically is my third attempt but uh, yeah 36 days in i am doing the Plant-based diet is my diet of choice. Mm. This, of course, requires two 45-minute workouts a day, one of which has to be outside, and they are a minimum of three hours apart. You have to drink a gallon of water. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. Mm. And you have to take a progress picture every day. And, of course, no alcohol. No cheat meals. And no cheat meals. So I have not had any meat. I have not had any alcohol. Yeah. And how am I doing? Like I've said before, like at some of our live chats, the stuff that I thought was going to be easy turned out to be the hardest and the stuff that I thought to be the hardest was going to be the easiest. So getting the two workouts in a day while it's super inconvenient, if you don't get the morning workout in (laughs) I've got, I've done them all. Thankfully this go round you've been, you know, really militant and making sure that you're like, did you get your photo? Did you get your reading? Jeez. And I, no, no, I appreciate that because I'm making sure I don't You
2: called me militant.
1: <laughs> well, you're tasky sometimes like
2: <laughs> I'm very sorry.
1: No, I'm not complaining. <laughs> this is not a complaint. Okay. This is a compliment. All right. It has helped me stay on track. I do not want this to turn into 225 hard. Okay. As it stands, it's going to be us it's going to be 150 hard. So yes. you know, I, I would like to accomplish this. I'm I am looking at the patch. The uh, um, a reward patch that I got for us. I haven't seen this. You haven't seen it yet. I no. was going to unveil it when you know we were both had them. Of course. You know, and I, I look at that and I'm like, you will be mine. Oh, yes. You will be mine. But, uh, uh, you know, so I'm not there yet. I You're got, keeping
2: them hidden from me, even.
1: I've got uh, oh. 39 days you can to do it. go.
2: You can do it.
1: So, yeah. I, I certainly... You know, as far as like how it's been again, the hardest part is getting the small stuff done. But you know, the fact that we're doing the two work, two workouts a day and, you know, yes. working full-time jobs and all that, it's just, it's tiring. You are exhausted. I
2: can't imagine how people do this when they have kids. I
1: know, right? But they do. And you see plenty of YouTubers out there. It's if amazing. you are interested in learning about the 75 Hard Challenge, you can certainly Google 75 Hard. Mm-hmm. You can look at hashtags on social media. On social media. Yeah. Uh, Andy Frisella is a podcaster and author who came up with this as part of the Live Hard Program oh, seventy five hard is kind of a boot camp, and we're going to talk about the other aspects of the program once we get to them and we start down that that path. Yeah. But uh,
2: I'm just exhausted thinking about. <laughs> <that>.
1: <laughs> but Sorry. yeah, so that's that ends my portion. Sorry. So <laughs> you, uh, I mentioned, I, I tease the fact that you're e-, e coaching with Jeff.
2: Yes. Well, I've referred to it on several occasions over the last few weeks. I am e-coaching with Jeff and it's email back and forth and you you email your goals. When you sign up for e-coaching, you get a questionnaire about your most recent long run, your most recent time at your goal distance, when your race is, what things in your schedule may hinder or just make training off of a typical schedule, like a one off or like a, a vacation or a travel time or something that he needs to keep in mind. And he will send you a schedule at the outset. And you follow that. And each week you send him your weekly report,
0: mm-hmm.
2: your updates, your here, and then here's the next long run you assign me. And then here any aches or pains, any questions you have. So. With the race cancellation, we have, you know, we've been emailing back and forth and re- retooling the distances to kind of align to get ready for the live races that are still in our schedule, which would be wine and dine, the 5K and the 10K the, at that weekend. And then later in November, the rib run that we're doing with a member of the Runcation Nation, Jessica. Not with her, but she will be there too. She will probably just leave me in the dust. But... And then we have Jeff's race in Atlanta. Right. You know, so he's very flat. And if you hit a roadblock or a, a patch in the training where you need him to retool it to be more challenging or to... Be more of a gradual buildup because of maybe some what he calls uh, weak links getting irritated. If you have like I have, I my IT band sometimes gets irritated because I if I don't watch, then I overstride. Right, I get excited when I'm feeling good and the change of the weather and things like that, and then you know maybe I should take a step back and be conservative because the whole goal is to get to the start line of your race healthy
1: right and we didn't really even talk about that fact that we've last few days been having some amazing weather here beautiful or, where it's it's dried out a good weather. Bit, and it's yeah. cooled off some lower so,
2: humidity so i might have pushed myself a little too much and need to dial it back and really it's Very thoughtful that we opened the show with Esther Eckert from EckertYoga.com. I've talked about that on the show.
1: And we've had her on the show. And we've had
2: her on the show to talk about the impact that yoga can have on fitness and and running in particular. I think it it has been in my running career instrumental yoga has. And especially Esther's classes on EckertYoga.com. And on her YouTube channel, on Eckhart Yoga's YouTube channel, her whole staff, they have classes that will target IT band or just running, maintaining your overall running health and flexibility for those muscles and, and the way that your bones need to carry you, your skeleton needs to carry you. And so I have been... I need to focus more on that going forward rather than trying to push and overtrain, which is what I think I've been attempting to do over the last couple of weeks and why I felt those weak links that he talks about. And I've been talking, and, and I've been, th- you know, overcoming.
1: And you've communicated that with him.
2: Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, like, dial it back. Hey, this week, just walk. Just walk your short ones. Just walk your long one. Just dial it back. And I missed a long run, and he said, don't even worry about it. Just walk, and you'll get there. So I, I just appreciate the fact that he is so motivating, so inspiring, and so flexible in the training.
1: Yeah, you can definitely tell that he has a end goal in mind, which is your goal. Okay. And he knows that there's more than one linear path to get there Yeah. in the training plan. And so he's able to adapt.
2: Oftentimes, the training that doesn't go perfectly has a more positive impact on the race itself because you have faced those mental roadblocks. I've been rereading some of the chapters of his book, Mental Training for Runners, And it's, it talks about taking control through mental drills, learning motivational strategies. And, you know, it's, he is an Olympian. He knows how to push through mental blocks, hitting that wall. And the, I think in training, there have been some stressors in, well, in my life that have impacted my training. And you know, a job change or leaving a job after so long and then taking a new job and getting acclimated to that schedule. There are many different kinds of stressors.
1: And I was actually going to say that everybody, when you say, you know, stress can impact your training, Mm -hmm. they assume that you mean negative stress or distress.
2: Not necessarily. Yes. Yeah.
1: That can be, but it can also be the stress that comes from, positive things you you stress eu stress Mm. and it's not always negative things but that you still can get some of those same stress responses in the body
2: yes and you know there are those negative stressors like if you have chosen a goal he talks about in that book if you have chosen a goal that is particularly maybe too challenging or you felt really good at the outset of a run and you've pushed too hard Been which there, sounds like me lately
1: and when the weather gets good i d- <sighs> i was super guilty of that and i came home one day and uh, from a run and i i ran like like wasn't doing intervals and amy's like your lips are blue <laughs> yeah i d- i didn't look good no at so the end of it,
2: it i just I know I've been pushing it too hard with the workouts, and I need to take a step back and realize it's you don't have to put pressure on yourself. It's you're gonna get there. You have to remember uh, that you need to listen to your body and that the stress of fatigue. Is so important to address in the rest portion of training. Yes, and you've got to have rest built in. So, and he talks about different things like you know if you're, if you're not that confident and you have, different stressors, maybe emotional stressors outside of training that impact you. So it's a great book to pick up. It's on JeffGalloway.com, and I just there are different stressors he talks about some positive, some negative, and and then ways that you can cope with those and deal with those and address lack of motivation and training because of those stressors.
1: Yeah, that would, that it's great information. He talks about some of these topics, you know, at at his talks at race expos at the expos. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if this sounds interesting to you, we would recommend you go pick up the book again, not a sponsor of the show, Mm -hmm. just, a phenomenal resource that yes. we've gotten so much out of. Yeah. So very nice. So those so. are my
2: updates. I'm trying to incorporate more rest, more yoga and trying to take care of the body that has carried me so far to get to the starting line healthy.
1: Very nice. Healthy. I like it. Yeah. But, you know, in all of the running and training that we have been doing, we did work up appetites. We did, and uh, after our long run on Saturday, we decided that we were going to. Uh, but and by the way, that long run was you did extra credit. You I did, did. You had a two mile long run, and you did. I should have just done the two. You pushed them in. I should have just done
2: the two. But I was so into the conversation that you were having in the chats. And I've really missed the coffee chats that I haven't been able to get to. Sure. And and I just want to keep connecting with our people out there in the Runcation Nation. You know, I miss that and want to get back to that. So I just kept going. Yeah. And I should also remember they're going to be there and we love them and we know they love us and we will – well, I'll find the balance and get there. And I also need to be incorporating that balance and training of,
1: of rest. Absolutely. Yeah. But after that, we did decide to go get a bite to eat.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey, the dirty little secret that Dana hasn't told you is that I'm supporting him by continuing to participate in the challenge with him.
1: Well, you know what? You're right. I mentioned it on our live stream on the long run. Yes, Amy is has decided at, a, at around day 20, she decided that she was going to just continue uh, doing the 75 hard uh, challenge with me. So she's doing the two-a-day workouts. She's reading the 10 pages. She's doing all those things we talked about. So she's <sighs> right there with me with the perpetual uh, tiredness. So tired. So, but we, did, we earned our meal, and we decided that we were going to explore a new option that's actually here locally in southwest florida
2: yeah well it's been here for a while and we just haven't had we haven't had the chance to get there and honestly for a long time i thought it was just legit a drive-thru
1: yes and you're of course talking about life the vegan drive-thru yeah and this is a spot that's in Cape Coral, Florida, right on uh, about the 3,500 block of Del Prado Boulevard South. Yeah. And in a, you know, a light commercial area. And so if you live
2: locally, now you know where it is.
1: I thought it was a drive through only, also. Yeah. But turns out this place actually has indoor seating as well.
2: Yeah. So. We went and they have a wide array of things on their menu. They have smoothies, they have sandwiches, they have burgers, they have pasta dishes, salads, breakfast options, soup. And it's all vegan.
1: Everything. I love that. This is, if you are sticking to a plant-based dining or a plant-based diet whether you're doing so for health reasons, you're doing so for maybe a training cycle, or you're doing so for, you know, just moral for, ethical for choices. you know, oh, Just for you. Yeah, whatever you the know? case may be. Whatever. You know, it's nice to find a place that's doing a variety of really good food.
2: And it's a flavorful variety as well.
1: Yeah. It's, gone are the days, I think, of places... Or, you know, vegetarian and vegan cooking, you know, trying to pass off, say, a, I don't know, uh, the vegetarian or vegan option and pretend and, like, trick you. They're not doing that. They're actually taking the vegetables and elevating them. And that's what they're doing, especially here at yeah. Life the Vegan drive Through.
2: And I will say that it is comfort food aspect that i i love about this it's not something that i want well it is something that i want to have every day actually
1: (laughs) but there's nothing wrong with that especially this time of year
2: yeah but i should you know eat at home and save up some money for our travel
1: there's something to be said for just having a great meal Mm -hmm. you know midweek or you know in this case it was a weekend but just having a a great meal out and that they could do some classic comfort options Mm -hmm. in a plant-based way
2: now i had a blta which is a homemade coconut bacon green leaf lettuce tomato avocado mayo on a multigrain toast for six dollars and forty nine cents,
1: yeah, and let's talk about yours first, because this <sighs> is the thing you had. like you went here for lunch with a coworker.
2: Yes, a co-worker introduced me to this, says, "Oh, you're gonna love it, and you must have the BLTA. And she was correct. Yeah, one hundred percent correct. The bread was toasted and just multi-grain goodness. Like it was a hearty bread.
1: It was a thick slice bread. It was almost a Mm. Texas toast with like seeds and everything in it. So
2: good. So good. And green leaf lettuce, like just such fresh veggies. And you know, sometimes when you have a sub, uh, a place that just that makes so many at a time, especially in a lunch rush, anything like that, the veggies can tend to get wilted and or neglected neglected or maybe overly ripe
1: and also I, I I was gonna I thought you were gonna hone in on the lettuce nah because Amy it's a rare day that you like iceberg lettuce
2: on a sandwich.
1: On a sandwich. Or like blank I, I, period. Well, I, I, like, I've like i you I've know, seen I you do. enjoy a wedge, like a wedge salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen her just go, I don't want anything to do with that shredded iceberg on my, my sandwich.
2: No. <laughs> Generally on a sandwich. And this was a.
1: This was not shredded iceberg. Not
2: shredded iceberg, no. I, it, oh, it was so good. It was like romaine. You know, like the leaves in a Caesar salad, Mm -hmm. like that kind of legit. And and the tomato was just like firm and at the perfect level of ripeness.
1: That makes all the difference. I love tomato sandwich. Well, you know, I love a tomato sandwich. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking like a BLT.
2: The... The avocado was fresh and firm, like a little bit maybe underripe so that it could hold up and not be mushy on the sandwich.
1: Which, by the way, restaurants, if you're listening, that's the way to go.
2: Yeah. I They're
1: on the side of underripe as opposed to too ripe.
2: And avocado toast is different. Like if you're having like when I think about Southern grounds up there in uh, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's so good. That the avocado toast that actually smashed up the avocado into like a guacamole. Right. That there is a place for that, but on this sandwich in particular,
1: the presentation was nice.
2: It was very slices of avocado. The slices of avocado is beautiful. The coconut bacon when I first imagined coconut bacon, I imagined Slices, legit slices like regular bacon. Mm-hmm. But I think to achieve the coconut bacon, what they've done is smart because there is a sweetness, but then there's also a smokiness in that they toasted actual just it, it, it's it's a sprinkling of coconut and it's not actual. It's not, not ribbons strips. of it. It's not strips or ribbons. It's oh, it's almost like
0: it's chopped up.
1: Bacon. Yeah. What they did is really smart. And I, I had not seen this product or had it before. It's like you said. It's like, like shavings of coconut. Mm-hmm. And then what they've done is they have soaked it in probably like a salt and liquid smoke solution. I don't know. And once that's gotten a good brine to it, then they toast it to dry it out. So you get this really, number one, it's the color of bacon. It is. Which was, shocked me.
2: It was awesome.
1: And the smokiness really gives you, it's not a perfect match, but it gives you the crunchy texture and that Mm -hmm. smokiness and saltiness that's pretty darn close.
2: It was... It's, and
1: very good.
2: The, just the whole thing on its own was very satisfying and hearty.
1: So I... You went there with the intent, I am getting that sandwich again.
2: Oh, gosh, yes. I'm just... Yes. I could have tried something different, sure.
1: And as we record this episode, we've been back a third time. Well, I've been back a second time. Amy's now been back a third time. Yes. Yes.
2: So I, so we I wholeheartedly clearly it. recommend that sandwich. It's awesome. What did you have?
1: Oh, um, for my main? Yeah. Uh, for my main, I wanted to try their burger. And I wanted to do their, their bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. And they do what's called their classic burger, which is a black bean burger. And it's with all the fixings. So, you know, you know, lettuce, tomato, you know, pickle onion and then your uh, mine had the coconut bacon like yours did and a slice of cheddar cheese. Yeah. Cheese. Yes. You know. Yeah. Now plant-based the only, if I had a, 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 just a thing to, to let people know about if you're coming to check this out, so many places are now offering the impossible burger or beyond Beyond burgers. So those are, yeah. And those are the meat substitutes. They're typically made with like uh, a pea protein and beet juice to give it color. And then, you know, they add some flavoring in there that's all plant-based, but it really does a nice job of replicating meat. This is a black bean burger. So they, yeah. they have... Most of the beans in the patty are intact. They do have some that are mashed to kind of act as the glue or the binder to hold everything together, and then it's you know seasoned and then they sear it and cook it through. Mm. You know, so you get a nice crust on yeah. either side, which is great because it gives you a little textural component. And black beans, I eat black beans all the time. So for me, oh, great. I'm not complaining at, at all that it's not like an impossible type burger, but just to let it's people know it's a
2: different know, texture. It's a different experience. Yeah, go into this burger.
1: expecting that. Yeah. You know, um, everything on, on mine worked. The mm-hmm. classic burger that they they serve is you know made from scratch patty, uh, mayo, green leaf lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle on a potato bun.
2: Yeah, yeah, that bun. Hello.
1: Okay, I love two types of buns for burgers one i love a pretzel roll yes if you can find them yeah which i highly recommend if you've never had a burger on a pretzel roll do it <laughs> the other and it's a totally different experience mm. is potato bun
2: it's softer
1: it's much softer yeah. and what i like about it especially if you're toasting the bun mm-hmm. you get a nice juxtaposition you get a real a good hearty toast oh, on the yeah. bun oh. so you get that nice crunch but then you get the soft pillowy the rest of the potato bread yes. that is making up the rest of the bun um i destroyed this thing and it's enormous it's a it's probably a third of a pound of beans it's a big patty Mm-hmm. You know, big patty, yeah, uh, lots of toppings. Good. The coconut bacon, same thing. I was getting the crunch, the salt, <sighs> the smoke, you know, the tartness from the cheese. And, and vegan cheeses have come a long really way. long way now. Yeah. You can get things in the store that are absolutely indistinguishable from like a processed American cheese single for the purposes of making burgers. You wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. And these are... Just fantastic options. And this, yeah. was, this was $7.49, mm-hmm. and I had a, an amazing uh, burger there. But we also got sides.
2: We did. I got, I'm a sucker for pasta. So I got the pesto pasta, homemade pesto from made from fresh basil, garlic, toasted pine nuts, lemon, and olive oil, tossed over elbow pasta, artichokes, and roasted grape tomatoes. So uh, it was so very flavorful, so herbaceous, and hearty. And the pasta was like an elbow kind of m- macaroni. Mm-hmm. And it was it, it had the texture of pasta. It was an, a cold salad, a cold pasta salad that it it just it celebrated all the the herbs and veggies together. I loved it, and it was great. You let
1: me have a couple of bites of that. Yeah, uh, you know I didn't miss the parmesan or parmesan cheese that typically comes in a pesto. Right. Yeah, didn't miss it at all.
2: So, I, I, no, I, it was very satisfying, very flavorful, didn't miss a thing. So, I would get that as a side again. Nice. Or it, it could even be just like a standalone snack
1: or a light, lunch, light fair lunch
2: or a light fair lunch. Yeah.
1: Very nice. Mm hmm. I also have got a side.
2: And with the weather change, I, I like your choice.
1: Yeah. I was feeling, you know, since it's starting to feel a little bit like fall down here, I decided to go for a soup. And they were doing broccoli cheddar soup. And this is one of my favorites going back to my childhood. I am a sucker for broccoli and cheese sauce. My mom could get me to eat veggies. Well, of course, you could probably get, you know, a kid to yeah. eat a, a, a flip flop if you put enough cheese sauce on it. But. <laughs> You know, uh, broccoli cheese was one of my favorite things growing up as a kid into adulthood. They did theirs with, you know, big broccoli florets in a cheesy cashew cream-based soup. And this is something that we've been learning as we've been doing more plant-based cooking. It's interesting. Cream-based soups using basically cashew cream, which Mm -hmm. is just a combination of either milk And milk or almond milk and Mm -hmm. cashews that are blended, or water and cashews that are blended Mm. to create the cream base. And then you add in things to give it a cheesy flavor. And their approximation for like a canned, like, you know, like maybe like a Campbell's or. You know, even something like uh, Panera's version of, oh. of broccoli cheddar, very close. It was outstanding.
2: It was so and comforting. it was a huge
1: bowl, and it was that was just it, so it was comforting. a big bowl, lots of broccoli in there. Yeah. The broccoli was cooked perfectly. It wasn't completely mush, you know, and so it had a little bit of bite to it, but it was still soft. Ah, this was stellar. That was six forty nine. For the giant bowl, I would do it again in a heartbeat, especially as the weather is getting more fall-like. Yeah. So.
2: It was a very successful meal. I highly recommend it if you ever come to see your favorite podcasters in Cape Coral.
1: And you want to eat plant-based.
2: And you want to eat plant-based. We know the places to
1: take you. So let's talk drinks, because it's a rare day that we go for plant-based drinks. That sounds so weird to say.
2: Well, it's non-alcoholic for sure since we've established that through our updates so far in this show. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. We are still not having uh, alcoholic beverages, or at least I'm not, and Amy has elected not to as well, uh, in support days, of me.
2: Some days I want it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie.
1: Especially as we're getting into Oktoberfest season, it oh. can be kind of tough. But it's okay. We were still able to find a way to indulge.
2: Yes. Shout out to our local breweries, by the way, because you make fantastic Oktoberfest beers.
1: It's also really difficult. Cape Coral, Florida hosts one of the largest Oktoberfest celebrations in the United States. Yeah. And the largest in the southeastern United States. Mm. And it's a major event in our city's culture. Yeah. And that's all I'm hearing about. That's all I'm seeing. It's and I'm like, oh, you're killing me.
2: Temptation is uh, strong.
1: And it's not that I just want the, you know, just want the beer. I also want to go get a the big experience. plate, big plate of Schweinshaxen. The food. The experience. I want potato pancakes.
2: You want to hear the chicken dance?
1: Uh, well, uh, maybe let's not, let's not get carried away. Okay. But so, we, we still were able to indulge,
2: and we did it in such a way as to support a new local business,
1: brand new, brand new. I noticed this place but while I was a week. No, over. I I noticed it a few like last Wednesday. I was driving down the road and I saw it, and I went, "Oh,
2: because one of our." favorites that we used to go to locally was there yes and we were I'm sure you were just passing by like oh I'm curious what's gonna go in there
1: well actually I last I knew nothing had gone in there yeah and but my eye is always drawn to it you know kind of hoping against hope that maybe they reopened yeah. um, that this restaurant uh, closed this location there and they've gone out of business but I look over and I see a sign for BJ's bites. Yes. And they're a, a vegan restaurant.
2: And they're open.
1: And and they're open. I'm like, where did this place come from?
2: So we were off together. We had done that long run. We had some comfort food. Why not follow it up with a beverage that can also be
1: dessert? Yes. We're talking about milkshakes. Yeah. We haven't had I am a Have- I'm a sucker for milkshakes.
2: I we've never covered a milkshake on the show. I
1: I don't recall that we have, but even if we have, it's okay because I'm not a sucker a, not for
2: not it. a plant based milkshake. And
1: I was going to say, and this is a very unique one. Yeah. I whenever we have milkshakes, it takes me back to childhood. My my father. That's something that he and I shared. Uh, we used to make milkshakes at night, oh. and you know he would you know get out the you know. A half gallon of ice cream and scoop it out. We had a big copper colored ice cream scoop that really like, it was like a flat paddle and you know, he'd do the scoops and put it in the wearing blender that we had Aww. and you know, add a splash of milk and then, you know, he would do sometimes he would do, you know, uh, malted milk powder. Sometimes he'd do chocolate syrup. Sometimes he'd do peanut butter and, and, <sighs> You know, it was like, that was just a thing.
2: You love those flavors together.
1: Yes, yes.
2: I Every time I see you get a milkshake when we're not doing plant-based, I, or at flavors and ice cream, I see you get, like, uh, Oreo.
1: Mm-hmm. Big fan of Oreo. I do. But I, 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 on I, those rare occasions that I'll get something sweet like that, yeah. I'll do, like, Oreo, peanut butter cup. Mm-hmm. Not together, but, you know.
2: Those are types of flavors that you would choose. I don't tend to go for. I
1: don't tend to go for really fruity stuff. I mean, if we're doing just ice cream, I do like black cherry ice cream. That was one that my dad would get and have in the house sometimes. And so those for me are very evocative. Those are foods tied to memories, and Uh, we've talked about that on the show. That you know that that this time of year too. Yeah, and that can be very powerful. So we go here and. You know, we are trying some stuff from the menu, and we say, oh, milkshakes. Why, yes. Yes. Let's try this.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: They're using plant-based milk. Yeah. They're using plant-based ice cream, Mm -hmm. and they're using plant-based flavorings.
2: Oh, my. Now, they're relatively new. They don't want to give away their secrets too much. I... You follow our social media. You know uh, that I love coffee. Members of the Runcation Nation have sent us coffee.
1: They have. We are drinking our way through it.
2: They understand. Not right now, but every day. Well, yes. They understand. You all understand. I'm telling him that Dana, you know they understand. You all listening to the show, you know us.
1: Coffee is not just a drink for us. It's a lifestyle.
2: It is part of our everyday life. It is the reason that water exists. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. And so I was very excited to see a coffee milkshake on the menu to have, which I ordered, you know, let's say immediately. Mm -hmm. And it tasted like... I'm a. You're talking about memories, evocative memories of childhood. I, when I was growing up, thought coffee was this adult drink and I needed to be there. I needed to have it. Uh-huh. And my parents were, you know, hey, slow the roll. You're growing. You have lots of energy already. We wish we could bottle it. You're going to have decaf.
1: <laughs>
2: Let's go Sanka, like the. Sanka instant instant.
1: Yes, wow, yeah, in the orange and brown, yes, jar.
2: Yes, I don't know if anybody else <laughs> ever experienced this or has in their lives out there listening, but I did as a kid, and this kind of hearkened back to that flavor. Mhm. Or I guess it would be akin to when you sampled it you said oh it's like cafe bostlo.
1: That's what it reminded me of. I yeah. uh, I I was definitely I didn't see what they put in. I was looking. I was watching cuz cuz they're the chef uh, it was it was the chef and a, a family member of his mm-hmm. running the whole show. Oh yeah. And the chef was rocking and rolling cuz they were getting quite a pop. And oh, it, it, through
2: that the time we were there for a good couple of hours, I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I I was looking, but I didn't see what he put in, but I would I'd be curious. Yeah. And you liked it.
2: I yes.
1: I liked the one sip you let me have.
2: I This but, was well, one of those
1: get your own type moments.
2: Okay. But
0: you had one that was awesome too.
1: I did. Oh, and I was also going to say we we talked about Plant-based milk, plant-based ice cream, also plant-based whipped cream. Oh, yeah. This was topped with whipped cream. These were Uh pretty. Yes. They did a great job with them. Mm -hmm. And And the straws, and the straws were huge. I actually... Okay, this sounds silly. I loved their straws. I know... (laughs) I know that it is impolitic to talk about wanting a plastic straw. But there are some things a paper straw cannot do. And when you're having a thick, rich, luscious milkshake, a paper straw cannot just
2: going to disintegrate, do the job. It's going to disintegrate. So you need something like if you don't want a plastic one, it's like, you know, our friends from the dip crew at just take a dip. They've, they have talked about hay straws. They've given us some
1: hay straws are amazing.
2: Yeah. They're awesome. I want that
1: company to do well. They're not a sponsor. Uh, That is the only, that's one of two alternate straws that we've tried. And and some of you are probably going, what are y'all talking about? Down here in Florida, because of the prevalence of sea turtles. Yes. And the likelihood that plastic straws get tossed off boats and on the beach and all this. They end up in the water. Then the sea turtles get a hold of them and it can kill them. So I understand. I totally support it. It's just, it's sometimes... Sometimes you go too far because certain things really need a plastic straw and a milkshake's one of them.
2: It's not the optimal delivery vehicle for a milkshake. (laughs) It
1: is not. Yeah. And and they went the extra step and they got boba tea straws. So
2: great. (laughs) So great.
1: I loved that. Yeah. They're huge.
2: And, And it made it really easy to enjoy. Yes.
1: The milkshakes. So I opted for... A chocolate milkshake with peanut butter.
2: Because you had the choice of vanilla or chocolate.
1: Yeah. I actually ordered the peanut butter milkshake, and then they say, what type of ice cream? So I got the peanut butter milkshake with chocolate ice cream. Mm. I let you taste it. So good. It's like
2: a liquid Reese cup.
1: Absolutely. It was fantastic. Yeah. So they did an amazing job at... Not overpowering either flavor. You had a great balance of the chocolate and the peanut butter. It it was a liquid Reese's peanut butter cup and just phenomenal. Now, one thing I did notice about the whipped cream, Mm. if you had the whipped cream by itself, it had a slight coconut flavor to it. So I believe that was coconut cream, coconut whipped cream. We didn't
2: ask them to reveal all of their secrets. No, no, no. Well,
1: and he was also rocking and rolling in the kitchen. Yeah,
2: he had lots of traffic.
1: So that was great to see, but... That didn't take away from it. It was was really nice. And then towards the end, I stirred it into the shake. So good. Oh.
2: So good.
1: Phenomenal. Yeah. So they have plenty of other items on the menu, including uh, something we didn't get to try, but I'm very curious about, which is their vegan yogurt parfaits. Oh, yeah. uh, With fresh fruit. And they were doing fresh breakfast items and... Uh, Mm -hmm. at that time of day, I believe that they were doing their lunch menu as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, we did try some other stuff. We'll probably be talking about them on future episodes of the show. Yeah. But uh, BJ's bites, a brand new addition to the culinary landscape here in Cape Coral, Florida.
0: Happy to have them.
1: We are. We're super happy to have them. We can't wait to get back there. If you're down here in the Southwest Florida area for work or for play, come on over to cape coral and check out both bj's bites and life the vegan drive through yeah so
2: Aww.
0: guess what
1: i know mm. it's always sad to bring a show to a close but at the same time it's nice knowing that we were able to accomplish and explore and indulge with everybody in the runcation nation this week
2: and I, I love how they tune in, even to a home-based
1: episode. Yes. Well, everybody has to have a training week. They yeah. understand.
2: I And, you know, we've connected with so many of them over uh, with our chats and uh, over the life of the podcast, and I just... they. I I love how they just they tune in to, f- to see how
1: we're doing, and we really appreciate that. Yeah. So, guys, next week, stay tuned for more running, eating, and drinking. We yes. have more training updates, more great food and beverages to share with you.
2: I think maybe we have some indulgent stuff from previous trips
1: we haven't shared yet. Yes, we do. So, but we're not going to give it away. Yeah stay tuned to find out more mm-hmm. uh, but do us a favor let us know about your accomplishments
2: like we said at the top of the show when we shouted out the ladies
1: exactly
2: hey we want to share it we want to share your accomplishments so that we can inspire each other
1: absolutely that's the whole point of, of us doing this is to help inspire yeah. each other
2: and if you don't want to brag on yourself, Get in touch with us and brag on someone else. Email us at info at run, eat, That's info at run, eat, drink.net or call us at 941-677-2733.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening.
2: For joining us wherever you are on your long run, your commute to work, around the house. I'm your host, Amy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Dana.
2: Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish,
0: explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast, and on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us.